0: The Hillcrest Church audio. We hope today's message will help you grow. So, we wanted you to hear a story about small groups, and the other thing we wanted you to hear this morning is some of the kind of biblical foundations. For small group ministry. And really, small groups is what we call, but really we're talking about relation, relational discipleship groups, groups, uh, small groups where people know one another, know one another's lives, and are able to walk after Jesus with one another. And so we said we should invite a foremost expert on small groups to come share with our community. And so we invited Lynn Gill to share with us. Lynn, yeah, you can come on up here, Lynn. Lynn and her husband and the kids have been part of our community for years. Lynn is a vice president for InterVarsity, responsible for the college campuses and universities in the western U.S. And if you're not familiar with InterVarsity, it is a small group um, It's a small group ministry for college students, among other things. Um, before that, Lynn, and I, this may embarrass you, Lynn, but I love this about you. Lynn <laughs> earned her Ph.D. in analytic chemistry, um, which is about small groups of chemicals come molecules i don't know i don't but you know for me i decided to just skip the analytic chemistry phd before vocational ministry but i get that there's you know different people take different routes. um but they uh they lead a small group in hillcrest uh as well and i'm grateful for you and the gift you and your family are to this church so thanks for preaching today and i'll let you, Thank you. be here
1: So last week we celebrated 75 years of Hillcrest being a church together. And we finished up the sermon series on the four feasts. And next week we're going to, as you heard from Tim, we're going to begin two weeks on where are we going for the next five years. And I just have the privilege of preaching in the gap of that on a topic that I think ties it all together, and that's small groups. Since the late 1970s, Hillcrest has had small groups as part of how we invite people to go deeper with Jesus. And these are places, small groups, are places where we can follow Jesus together, studying God's word, praying together. We can be on mission together, serving together, supporting each other in our callings and our, our vocations, and also serving our community and the world. It's also a place of living life together, as you heard in the testimony before this. Celebrating the highs, weeping with those who weep, um, and walking together just through the ordinary times of life. I've had the privilege over the last 30 years of being part of probably over 25 small group communities. Growing up in my family, we went to church occasionally when it was convenient, but it didn't seem to impact the rest of our life. I didn't know you could have a personal relationship with Jesus. So when I went off to college at the University of Rochester in upstate New York, I wasn't looking for a community, but God had other plans. I was a junior in college, and a friend had been asking me to come to a weekly small group, Bible study, and it was an invitation I continually declined. But Nora was persistent in inviting me to just come and try it out. Eventually, I said yes. Now, to be honest, it may have been more to get her to stop asking me than of any real interest. But I went. And I remember the room it was in. It was well lit. It was big. There were couches and chairs around. Everyone had a Bible. They were studying it carefully. The conversation was lively. People were friendly and welcoming. They invited me in. They were studying 1 John, um, studying about the love of Christ and the love God calls us to live out in the world. But they weren't just having theoretical discussions about God's love. They would ask hard questions about how it should look, how we should live it out. I remember they would give us assignments to try during the week um, and report back on. I met Jesus in this group experienced his great love for me and experienced a community that was actively trying to live out their faith because of the faithfulness of nora and this group my life was changed forever i found hope in christ i found a joy that i didn't know was even possible and i found purpose to love god and to share that great love with others in this group, I learned that the Bible was the living word of God, and it was a place that, whether on my own or in community, I could expect to meet Jesus. It planted seeds for my calling many years later with Inner Varsity, to bring the good news of the gospel to colleges and universities, teaching students and faculty how to invite their peers and lead them in small group Bible study. Have you ever experienced a community like this that was intentionally trying to live out their faith is there a community in your story of coming to faith that invited you in or maybe like me in college you're still trying to decide who jesus is but you're looking for a community that could walk with you on that journey in the Gospels, we see the 12 disciples invited into the same type of community by Jesus. The Gospels are filled with stories of the disciples going with Jesus as he taught, as he healed, as they ate with tax collectors and drove out demons. The disciples were called to follow Jesus to be on mission together as a community. How we live out small groups at Hillcrest comes directly from Jesus' model. A small group of people sharing life together, sharing meals, serving alongside one another, and learning from Jesus' teaching. So in today's scripture passage, we find the disciples out in a boat, pushed about by the waves. So if you want to turn with me to Matthew 14, we'll be starting in verse 22. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone, but the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. The disciples had just spent a long day in a remote place with Jesus. Jesus had taught. He had healed many people. And when it was getting late, the disciples said, had told Jesus, Hey, send the people away. They need to go find food. But Jesus had other plans. Jesus wanted the disciples to be part of the mission. So the disciples hear Jesus pray And they see him break bread. They see the bread multiplied and passed out. They help in that. And then at the end, they collect up 12 baskets of leftovers when they never thought there would be enough. The disciples had helped Jesus miraculously feed over 5,000 people that day. And then they were sent out in this boat. So I imagine the disciples continued to discuss the events of the day as they were in the boat what they saw what they heard can you believe the woman who was blind who can now see did you see that little boy who was lame who was healed and can was jumping around and laughing with his friends can you believe we had enough bread and fish to feed all those people It's in community that we can remember what the Lord has done. And this is one of the ways that we go deeper with Jesus in community. It's by remembering what he has done and giving thanks. We remember by testifying to what the Lord God has done throughout the week. We remember by studying the scriptures together and asking questions about what we see. One thing I love about our Hillcrest small group is how each week we spend time sharing praises and prayer requests. We share praises about how we have seen God work and answer the prayers from the week before. Sometimes those prayers are answered the next week, but sometimes it may only be as we look back over years that we see God has answered a prayer. And sometimes they're not answered, or they're not answered in the way we had hoped. Our small group walked with me over the last six years of my mom's continual decline with dementia and Parkinson's. We prayed many times. One of those prayers I remembered was when we needed to find a place that could care for her. And we saw God answer in a beautiful way. He provided a Christian facility that cared and loved for her well to the very end. We prayed for someone's young niece who had cancer for over three years. And while we prayed for healing and she eventually went to be with Jesus, we saw God answer prayers for that family over and over again. And when other prayers were left unanswered, we wept together. Small groups are places where we can walk through the darkest valleys with others. But they're also places that we get to celebrate the joys of life Celebrate new life, whether that's a new physical birth or a new spiritual birth. We can celebrate new jobs, new homes, marriages that are getting a second chance, and restored relationships with children. Let's return to these disciples in the boat. The night goes on, they continue to strain at the oars, little progress is being made as they're blown about by the waves. In verse 25, we see shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came towards Jesus. I wonder if Peter, in that word, come, remembers the time that when he and Andrew were fishing, and Jesus came and said, come and follow me. And from that point on, Peter's life was changed forever. It's evident in the moment that Peter recognizes Jesus' voice. When he says, come, come. And he forgets everything else, the wind, the waves. He climbs out of the boat and goes towards Jesus. I wonder if Peter's bolder because he had the other 11 disciples in the boat with him. I wonder if the other disciples were bolder later in their faith because Peter took a risk and stepped out of the boat. We do know that Jesus invited Peter to step out of the boat in the presence of the other disciples. My friend Nora was faithful in inviting me to come to the small group, asking again and again. She would say she was bolder because she was part of a small group that was encouraging her to go beyond her comfort zone and invite people to come and meet Jesus. Her act of stepping out of the boat, like Peter. I'm forever grateful to her and the small group because I know that behind the invitation, the Lord was calling me to come and follow him. Before I followed Jesus, I got into a boat with other followers who pointed me to him. We want small groups at Hillcrest to be groups of people brought together because of Jesus. And like those disciples in the boat, find Jesus up in their midst. We want small groups to be groups that get to witness people responding to the invitation of Jesus to get out of the boat. Whether that's the first steps of faith, Or trusting Jesus in some new way. So back to Peter. In verse 30. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed back in the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. We see here that Peter gets distracted by the wind and the waves and begins to sink. But Jesus reaches out his hand, pulls him in. They climb into the boat, and the wind dies down. And the disciples are in the boat. They worship Jesus, saying, You truly are the Son of God the community recognizes together who Jesus is and their response is worship. They have seen Peter step out of the boat and walk on water like Jesus. They've seen the wind calm down when Jesus steps into the boat. They saw the 5,000 fed. They saw people healed. And they recognize who Jesus is, one who has power to calm the seas, to heal the sick, to feed the masses, the Son of God. Our small group communities should be places to help us to go deeper with Jesus, and they should cause us to worship the one and only Son of God. Well, I've been in a lot of different small groups over the last 30 years, some with college students, some with multi-generational groups, some groups exploring faith for the first time, some with long-time followers of Jesus. Sometimes we studied the New Testament, sometimes the Old Testament, some that lasted for six weeks and some that lasted for six years. Sometimes they were people I knew well, but often God invited in new faces. But the common thread through all of these groups where they caused me to worship Jesus and to live bold, boldly for him. A small group isn't just a group of friends gathered together. It's not just a group reading the same book, or just serving together, or just studying the Bible. Everything a small group does should lead us to worship Jesus, sharing meals, studying scripture, serving together, taking risks for Jesus together, and remembering. Remembering how great the God is that we follow. What risks do you feel Jesus calling you to take this fall? Who's in your boat watching, encouraging, and celebrating you to take risks with Jesus? So I have some applications, some ideas for how we can think about getting out of the boat. And I've kind of broken it into different categories. So kind of see where you fit and pick one that might um, help you. So if you're a committed member of a small group, would you consider stepping out of the boat and pray about leading a group in the spring, possibly? helping others to follow Jesus together? I'll let you in on a secret. Um, The best way to grow your faith in Jesus is to lead a small group. And if you want more information, you can reach out to Alex Aline or Tim Nipp. They'd be happy to get you connected. Or maybe you want to just help plan a service project for your group so you can be on mission together. You don't have to feed 5,000. The Southside Food Bank and Lighthouse Mission can always use help. Or maybe you want to just call or text or check in with people in your group um, so that you can live life together more deeply. If you're more of what I would consider maybe a lukewarm member coming when it's convenient or observing rather than participating, would you consider saying yes to regularly um, attending? We have to be present to follow Jesus together. Or maybe you want Um, you'd be willing to share vulnerably. Because we need to know what we're each struggling with in order to be on mission together. And I encourage us all to persevere through conflict. Life together can be messy, but it's richer when we lean in. Maybe you're new to small groups or new to Hillcrest Church. Maybe what you need to do is take a risk and say yes to pursuing Jesus in community. You can email smallgroups at hcbellingham.com and they will help you get connected to a group where you can follow Jesus together, be on mission, and do life with others. And for current small group leaders, I want to say thank you. And also, who do you need to invite to be, to meet Jesus in community? So in summary today, we've seen Jesus seen how Jesus models small groups by inviting the 12 into community. And as a community, they learned to learn together, serve together, travel together, ate together, took risks, and worship together. We heard how Nora's willingness to persistently invite me into community and a community committed to living out what they were studying led me to find joy hope, and peace that can only be found in Christ. And finally, we are challenged to consider how God is calling us to come to him and climb out of the boat and take a risk for him. Small groups at Hillcrest are places where we can follow Jesus together, studying God's word, praying together. We can be on mission together, supporting one another in our callings, and serving our community and the world. And living life together, celebrating the highs, weeping with those who weep, and walking together through the ordinary times. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you for those small group communities that have impacted each of us, those that took risks to invite us in, and those that welcomed us into your presence. Lord, help us to all hear your voice to come and to follow. And Lord, and to step out of the boat. Show show us each one way where we can take a risk for you. And Lord, thank you for being a God who never stops inviting us to come and follow you.
0: Thanks for connecting with Hillcrest Church. For more info on this and other sermons, visit us online at hcbellingham.com or join us at 9 or 11 a.m. any Sunday morning, 1400 Larrabee Ave, Bellingham, Washington.